Hello, everyone, and welcome to Get More Clients. I'm your host, Lynn Whitbeck. Business owners and entrepreneurs hire me to ignite winning sales because most are chasing down leads, lack client retention, conversion, and profit. The mission of this show is to educate, inspire, and motivate women and men around the world to build a robust sales strategy to get more clients because many can't get more clients and haven't a clue why. You will learn to transform thinking to the client's perspective, eliminate the lengthy chaotic sales cycle to ignite your sales and unleash lasting profits. You will also have the opportunity to connect with me further to see how I can support you beyond today. Confidence and assurance are some of those things that can be, you know, hard to pinpoint. You know, some people just exude this natural confidence and assurance. The kicker is it can be learned. This is like anything else. It's a learned skill. Now, in addition, there is a shadow side. And sometimes people who are overly confident actually go to the dark side where they come across as arrogant or dismissive. Um, And that is, like I said, that's the dark side, the shadow side that you don't want to go to. You want to exude that confidence and assurance, sort of like Elizabeth Bennett, you know, when she would, in Pride and Prejudice, and she would walk into a room, she was confident, right? Uh, And yet she was still kind. She would actively listen. And she had those really dynamic qualities that set people who are truly confident and assured and their authentic self and comfortable in their own skin. So Uh, Let's talk about that more this week, because last week on Get More Clients, I shared three deal point factors you must master for better sales. And today I'm going to share why confidence and the powerful pause are crucial to resolve objections. Confidence and thoughtful pauses are crucial in resolving sales objections because they help you maintain composure, actively listen formulate thoughtful responses, build trust, and effectively overcome your client's objections. By the end of today's shows, you will learn how to maintain your composure and deliver thoughtful responses. Why active listening and watching nonverbal cues fosters client trust. What to anticipate and prepare to successfully manage client objections and overcome skepticism. By combining these elements, you can engage in meaningful conversations with your clients, address their concerns, and ultimately close the sale. All right, number one, composure and thoughtful responses. Well, confidence allows you to maintain composure when faced with sales objections, because you've got this, right? Instead of becoming flustered or defensive, you know, that whole fight, flight, freeze, instead you're going to respond with finesse because confidence enables you to remain calm and composed. And this composure helps you think clearly and respond in measured and thoughtful ways. It enhances your credibility and professionalism. So maybe you're thinking, how do I feel confident in sales? You know, I don't even like sales. It's just icky. Um, I just don't get it. 
Well, you know, I want to think about how do you acquire this feeling of assurance when guiding a prospect to sale? Because this is a learned skill, just like everything else. Gaining confidence in sales as a business owner and entrepreneur is a transformative process. And there are several ways to cultivate and develop confidence in sales. Now, I talked about building your value vault. I'm going to touch on that again, but go back to that episode. It's a great way to put the pieces in place for you to build your confidence and assurance. So number one is that knowledge and expertise that you already have. So you have a deep understanding of your product or service, right? If you don't, go get it, acquire that, all right? How it solves your client's problems, all right? What do they want, need, or lack? How does it benefit them? Why does it matter to them? And how does it enable your product or service, Your how does it enable your clients to achieve their goals, their initiatives, or their dreams? The so they can that I talk about all the time. The more knowledgeable you are about your client why, the more confident you feel when discussing and presenting your offering to potential clients. Number two is sales training and development. Exactly what you're doing right here, right now. Invest in sales programs, coaching, or workshops. Learning from experienced sales professionals like myself will boost your confidence by equipping you with the necessary skills, techniques, and strategies to handle situations, objections, negotiate, and close more sales. Three, practice and role-playing. You know, I've talked about practice and role-playing often. And, you know, sometimes you can do it with your a group of girlfriends with or a group of guys or both with wine or beer and have some fun with this. Role-playing is an excellent way to gain confidence in sales. So practice with your colleagues, mentors, or even in front of a mirror. You know, I used to do that. I could drive when I was um, on my way to an appointment. I would literally be um, going through the conversation out loud in my car, talking out loud as I drove. I also would do this with my dad. He was a great mentor. And I would book a room at our local library and I'd go through an entire presentation and, you know, really planning for those objections that would come up or questions. And as I said, you know, this is something that you can have fun with and be sure to simulate real life scenarios. And other words, what I mean is have people come up with objections, have them come up with questions, have a naysayer in the room or somebody who has a different agenda. This helps you manage and respond with that finesse. And when you do so, you're going to learn how to refine your approach, improve your delivery and build confidence in your sales. So number four, when it comes to learning how to gain confidence and assurance in your sales, celebrate your wins. Come on, woohoo, let's have a dance party. Celebrate your achievements, big and small. Success breeds confidence. So each win boosts your belief in your sales capabilities. Just yesterday during a podcast, it was like, we're talking about how no, you get to the yes and you celebrate, well, that's a new, that no means that I'm that much closer to my yes. Woohoo. Right. So find all those big and small ways that you can celebrate. So, number five is to learn from rejection. Rejections are inevitable in sales. 
it's just not everyone is going to want or need your product or service, either not now or in some cases, not ever. It's just not a good fit. However, these experiences serve as invaluable learning opportunities to analyze what can be improved upon and what went well. The process of reflection enhances your confidence in handling future objections, questions, and navigating potentially challenging situations. So number six is seek feedback and mentorship. So actively seek, you know, that input from your clients, from your colleagues or mentors, your coaches, the sales programs that you're involved in, on those Q&As, on the coaching calls. You know, this is important to provide and seek out those individuals who can provide you with constructive criticism and guidance. And this input helps you identify blind spots and refine your skills, build your confidence through continuous learning and personal and professional development. Lucky seven, positive self-talk and visualization. So it may sound easy to adopt a positive mindset, but you can, because you need to recognize when negative Nelly or negative Ned are trying to get a foothold in your head and just say, nope, I'm shutting you down, you know, because I'm going to remind, you're going to remind yourself of your strengths, right? Your accomplishments and the value you bring to your clients. Now, this is where you really want to use that value vault and that I shared in a previous episode. Go back and revisit that. It's a great tool. And it also helps you visualize how you help and serve others. And affirmation techniques are also very helpful. Both of these will help boost your self-assurance and confidence in sales situations. Now, along with building your confidence and feeling great about your sales activities, The second part of sales confidence is using the powerful pause. A powerful pause enables you to gather your thoughts and prepare a response. Now, an added benefit is that it allows your client time to process the conversation. It also prevents you from doing the the, the verbal sales vomit. (laughs) You you just keep talking and don't let your client get a word in edgewise. Because remember, You need to listen 80% of the time because your prospect is going to tell you everything that you need to know to be able to move the sale forward. So using a powerful pause is a proven process to overcome sales objections. And the pause demonstrates that you're giving careful thought to your client's concerns and you're not rushing to provide a pre-rehearsed response. All right. Because you know those objections, you've worked on your objection bank, so you have those responses, you've practiced them, and they're just part of your DNA. So it's going to be natural. It's going to be a natural flow. And the pause is very effective to project a calm and composed demeanor, and it can help instill confidence in your prospect. So sometimes a well-placed pause immediately after an objection can prompt your prospect to elaborate further or provide additional information. So I've talked about this before where you go, hmm, hmm, smile, but you're quiet. You have that pause 
and it will prompt them to fill in the blank. They'll say, oh, I need to give them more information. And this can be very valuable in understanding your prospect's concerns. So here's a bonus. When you use a neutral prompt, such as, hmm, it could be, could you tell me more about that? Or what specifically concerns you about this? It encourages your prospect to expand on their objection or their concern. And by taking the time to listen, reflect, and respond strategically, you demonstrate that you value your client's input and are genuinely interested in finding a solution that meets their needs. All right. Point number two, as we move through, active listening and nonverbal clues. Clues and cues. Active listening requires your undivided attention, observing the body language of your client and asking open-ended questions. Confident salespeople are more likely to be active listeners because they're using that technique of listening more than they talk. And they pay attention to their clients' objections, concerns, and underlying needs. By actively listening, you can understand the client's perspective and identify areas where mutual beneficial solutions can be found. This approach facilitates a win-win, especially in negotiations, by allowing you to tailor your responses and recommendations to address the client's specific needs. And when you know your deal points, which I talked about last week, it makes it that much easier. So active listening enables that rapport and trust with your client. It puts your client at ease and creates a positive atmosphere for open and productive discussions. So nonverbal communication is reflected in your and your client's body language, their tone of voice, and their overall demeanor. Leaning in, making eye contact, and nodding are all forms of positive reinforcement and attention. Be mindful of your nonverbal cues because they can evoke a positive emotional response in others. You know, if you're going to look down to take notes, let them know from the very beginning that from time to time, you're going to be looking down to take notes, especially like in a virtual setting, because they won't see you taking the notes. All right. That way they know that you're paying attention and that you're taking notes. All right. Conveying confidence is just contagious in a very positive, wonderful way because you inspire trust, optimism, and a sense of reassurance. And you create a more favorable emotional environment for resolving disagreements or those objections and reaching a mutually beneficial outcome. People are humans. We are a pool of emotions. And that's why active listening and those nonverbal cues is so vital. So you use this by staying composed, listening attentively, and responding respectfully, and you can prevent conflicts or misunderstandings that can hinder a win-win outcome. Remember, if something doesn't jive right or doesn't make sense, use that bonus tip. Take that powerful pause and then ask, help me understand, tell me more. I'd like to dive into this further. So. 
build building and preserving that strong working relationship contributes to a long-term client satisfaction and repeat business. They're going to become your raving fans and provide you oodles of referrals and additional business themselves. It's not what you want. All right, so let's move on to anticipate and prepare. Well, we know all know that I am very big on preparation. I mean, it's literally 80% of success is being prepared. Anticipating objections and providing well-reasoned explanations will alleviate your client's concerns and demonstrate that you are knowledgeable and capable of addressing objections. Preparing an objection bank, which I've covered in previous episode, and understanding your deal points, which I shared last week, they directly boost your confidence because you already have this worked out. You're already anticipated questions, objections, and areas where you may need to negotiate on, and you know what you can and cannot or will not negotiate on. So this all comes together so that you can really stand in your own power. And this is a potent combination of preparation and confidence that enhances your credibility and perceived expertise. So I want you to think about that, that perception, your client's perception is truth, right? They don't want to think of you that you're a hot mess. Heck no. They want to look at you and say, gosh, they are confident. They're credible. They're capable. They're experts. They know what they're doing, right? And when you confidently address objections, it conveys to your client that you have a deep understanding of the matter and are well prepared to address concerns. You know, objections often arise due to skepticism or doubt, right? You've all been there. You've all thought, okay, this just sounds too good to be true. And, and in some cases, it is too good to be true. But when you've done your due diligence and you're having those conversations and you know the right questions to ask and the person that you're working with is patient, they're understanding, they are considerate, they're letting you finish your thoughts and your, you know, your concerns, your objections, and then they're pausing to respond to that. Maybe they're prompting you to understand more about where you're at. And when they respond, you're going, okay, they get this. They get me. They understand where I'm coming from. That makes sense, right? Just reverse engineer it. Think about how you feel when you're in those situations. And then how do you want your clients to feel? How do you want that prospect to feel? You want them to feel that they can truly trust you that that's the right decision for them to move forward. That it's a good fit. It's a win-win, right? So anticipating objections and practicing objective handling enables you to adapt your approach if needed. Preparation increases the chances of resolving your client objection successfully and moving them closer to a buying decision. Now. You might be thinking, well, you know, how am I really going to work on practicing this? It's not that hard. All right. There are strategic partners that you can work with. 
that you can bring together in a Zoom meeting and just say, hey, you know, we're going to practice handling objections. So these are three of the top objections that I receive. And I'd like different people in the room to ask me those. And I'd like to know what your top three, so we can work through this together, have a small group. You can do that virtually, right? You know, once again, then ask them, what objections can you think of that I haven't considered or questions that a client or prospect is going to ask me about my product or service, right? Get that third-party input from a trusted peer, from a non-competitive strategic partner. There's, they're out there everywhere. You meet them in networking events. You meet them as a guest on a podcast. Um, you meet them coming to events live and in person, right? You already know these people. And this is so important. I really, I just, when you practice and you prepare and you get outside input, it's going to help you prevent those blindsiding events, you know, pow, you know, I didn't see that coming. So, and if you do happen to be blindsided by a completely off the wall question, you're so much better prepared to respond because now you're going to use the powerful pause. Right. And then you're going to say, well, help me understand. Tell me more. And that gives you some time. And afterwards, you're going to say, okay, now this is a new objection. I'd never heard this before. How will I respond in the future? How can I better respond? But by asking that and that tell me more, help me understand, you're going to get more information from your prospect to help you understand what that question really means. And And because you've done all the role-playing and the practicing and you've developed your objection bank and you know your deal points, you're going to be able to respond with finesse, right? And move the sale forward. Confidence is based on a solid foundation of knowledge and preparation. And it's about expressing yourself with conviction while remaining open to constructive dialogue and being respectful to differing opinions. While using the powerful pause as a technique to create a space for reflection and gather information and respond in a manner that addresses your client objection effectively. Confidence and powerful pauses are all about responding with finesse. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. My purpose is for you to get more clients. Bottom line, don't make this harder than it has to be. Sales should be a win-win. And on behalf of Petite Queen, I've carved out a limited number of time slots to invite you to hop on a Ignite Your Sales call with me to see what's working, not working, and what you would love to have working. I'm going to see how I might further support you in effectively generating more leads, converting more sales, and fulfilling on your promise as a brand and organization. The fastest way to success is to assure people know that they matter. And the best way to make this happen is to build a consistent sales strategy to acquire, convert, and capitalize on every lead. You will find growing your business is easy and lucrative. Today, I shared why confidence and the powerful pause 
are crucial to a resolve objections. The key is for you to implement these steps to stop wasting time, energy, and resources. You have the opportunity to jump in and get the support you need for true success. Say yes to you and get on a call with me. I am really, truly gifted at this, and you deserve a shortcut to your success with the right support. You can go to p2q.link forward slash win-win. p2q.link forward slash win-win. It's also in the show notes. And our Get More Clients program is designed for immediate on-the-fly implementation and for individuals who are committed to taking action to move their business forward. To learn more about our Get More Clients program, you can visit our website, petitequeen.com. It's right up there in the navigation bar program. You can also connect with me on our website and to stay current on all of our insightful advice, breakthrough advantages, and never miss an episode of Get More Clients, please sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com. And if you love the show and you love what we're doing, please share it with your friends, your family, your peers. Uh, We would very much appreciate it. And next week on Get More Clients, I will share six secrets to handle stupid questions from smart people. And remember, don't miss a single episode of Get More Clients by subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, if you love the show, please share it and give us a five-star review. We would very much appreciate it. I will see you next week on Get More Clients.